This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, please introduce yourself. I am Dan the Comic Book Man. Dan the Comic Book Man is here in studio, but he's not even alone, other sir, please introduce yourself. I'm the loyal bard of Midgard, Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth. GT Rebirth and Dan the Conk Man are here. We've been out committing all kinds of crimes, seeing as all the restrictions have been lifted. So I'm pretty sure you can lie, cheat, steal, all those things. You know, now that COVID is gone. COVID is gone. It's left. It said goodbye to all of us, apparently. (laughs) And now... We are, we can do whatever the hell we want, you know? And I think now that the restrictions are lifted, it was time to bring these gentlemen under one roof to talk about something a bit, um, relevant right now with media going on. Everyone has been watching all these cool Disney Plus MCU shows. We had WandaVision, which we covered here, also Falcon and Winter Soldier. And now we're on its third iteration of Loki, halfway through the series already. And we decided to tackle one of the stories that's kind of going to be prevalent, and as a matter of fact, after doing research with UGT, it turns out mm. the book we'll be covering today uh, is actually going to influence the very next episode of Loki. So you can watch the episode on Wednesday and also listen to our episode on Wednesday as we would have guessed things that are obviously going to be incorrect by the time yes. <laughs> by the time yes. this episode is released. But we decided the that... The divine synergy has taken hold. Yeah, we're screwed. So... Um, we decided to tackle Vote Loki, a four-part comic book series published by Marvel Comics from June 2016 to August 2016 that seems to be a very light satire on the 2016 presidential election. Oh, 100%. That, that's all I kept seeing was like, uh, this is Trump fanatics and Trump. Yes. Um, com- com- comic books aren't political, George. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. They say <laughs> that they say that they're not political. But um, yeah. I I had seen a lot of this imagery. I've never read this story where this is taking. We're recording this in 2021, so five years ago the story took place. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a bit more in the non-political side of things when it came to comics because everything in 2016 was political. Sure. So, comic book click starts in 2016. You know, um, so we're I'm reading comics all that stuff. I wasn't trying to read things that were political or dealing with this. Um, do you think the story plays better, gentlemen? This far removed from this sort of. <laughs> thing going on in real life or is it still a little bit too close to home um you know, for, for me it's it's a, it's a lot easier to sort of make fun of it in the past tense yeah you know but also like at least at the time that it came out you could you could almost be in denial or you could play your parts yeah like you could play your side of each one or each issue at the time yeah but like 
now being removed from it and having it all have happened, like, yeah, this is this is exactly how it went down. Yeah. You can see all the marks. What about you, Dan? Well, I think that there's still some residue of the 2016 election, because that was a circus. Yeah. That was one, probably the biggest circus in political history. And there's still some residue there. There's still some people that are, that are hashtagging Trump 2024, and he's not even president. Yeah, he'll be 80. When yeah, so he definitely, he definitely can't <laughs> run. If he comes next time. The, like, the, there's a lot of people that are, that are seeing Biden, how he is now as a president, and they're like, oh, well, maybe Trump would have been better. Maybe we actually should have yeah, voted for There's people yeah. that, that can't stand Biden but aren't Trump supporters. So it's, it's still there. I think one of the most interesting parts about this being a political satire is that in a, in a world in which you get to write the ending, the villain doesn't win. <laughs> That's always but, a big deal. But uh, two months, three months after this this series was published, we we seemingly got Loki elected. Now, I'm not saying that to put a line in the sand, but I, I'm saying like obviously this comic was created to, um, you know, sort of harpoon a political uh, candidate in this race in 2016. And I would argue that the one that they were trying to harpoon is the one who won. So <laughs> it's it. it it's even it, it goes back to something that's said in the comic at one point. Uh at one point one of the well, the main character Nessa says something along the lines of like it didn't even matter what I wrote, it just mattered that I wrote it. Yeah. Like it didn't even matter, you know, what kind of attention I gave him, I gave him attention. Yes. Because no one reads headlines. I mean, everyone reads headlines, no one reads articles. They yeah. see the headline and it's clickbait for them. Yeah. It's like, oh, they this is how this person feels. Oh, why you should be excited for Loki? Like, oh, they don't even recognize that it's satire, that it's like, you know, sarcasm. They're just seeing the headline and it gets pushed. And as someone who has both written and, you know, written headlines and articles and all that kind of stuff, it's 100% that stuff. But what's also great about it is like it's it's something that it's something that sort of um, permeates uh, what we what we do or like or I should say like the um, the communities that we're in. Because how many times do you get one of those clickbaits that says like, oh, See such and such actor in the new Superman costume. Right, and it's 100%. just fan art. Yeah, or just be fan art, or it'll be like it'll say like, um, people hate uh, Mary Jane from the new Spider-Man movie. The world's been going crazy over it. And you click on it, it'll be three people on Twitter. Like you can find anybody anywhere that has a uh, crazy opinion. Write an article about it and be like, people are saying this what's that one website where it's just like oh such and such about episode of loki it has people losing their minds everything is people are losing their minds people are in an uproar it's all this kind of crazy stuff and yeah seemingly our main character of nissus is very much us and what happens when you get thrown in to that whirlwind of, of spin that this world has become where you can seemingly spin anything to uh to get to get there um what do you guys think, I guess, as a, as a four issue story, something quick, something, um, digestible as far as, uh, Loki is concerned? Dan, what do you think of this, uh, four parter here? Uh, well, it, well, one, it was very easy to read. I read it in like two hours. Okay. Like, but once I p- picked it up, I couldn't put it down because I wanted to see where this was going to go. Yeah. And by the week, I, by the time I get to the fourth issue, I'm like, oh, oh, we're going, we're going right to here. This yeah. is a, like it. I was worried that they weren't gonna like close the story right, but I that it, it caught me, sweep the leg right under my legs. Was it was it eye rolly for you, Dan? Because I know you were very much like trying to look at both sides in 2016 and try to figure out, try to make up your own your own opinion. Oh, it wasn't eye rolly so much as it was scary accurate. 
Okay. Like, and because it came out in the summer, of, it's funny. It comes out a month before Trump starts that's what, that's what I'm saying. announcing yeah, like, that he's going to run because he announced he was going to run in like mid August, early September. Because I remember around September 20th, I watched his first town hall that he did in Texas. Well, that would have to be in 2015, right? Because he wins in 2016. And then 17. No, yeah, but he was still. This was during, before the preliminaries. Like this is when yeah, he was yeah, getting yeah. getting himself. By the time he was getting himself to the preliminaries, yeah, this. Co- this comic ended. Yeah. So it, it was very much like, and I was thinking to myself, like, damn, this writing is, this isn't satire. This is legit <laughs> yeah, taking transcripts just... from what real people said. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and those political pundits and stuff. Like, it's crazy. Um, I, I, I personally just had a lot of fun with um, all the side characters that get involved at some yes. point. Yeah. We're like, uh, uh, Mighty Thor just sort of bumps in. It's just like, um, what are you saying to people? Right, and then we covered the, uh, you know, the new Captain America, Sam Wilson as Captain America, and they kind of played yes. around with this as well. Like, so how social media spins all this kind of stuff, and newspapers, and how political parties pick and choose what kind of information it deciphers to its people because everyone's trying to look good. At the end of the day, no one really wants to admit any fault. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki's big idea is to admit all the fault all the time, to admit all the lies all the time. And in admitting the lies, he becomes the most truthful person <laughs> in yes. the room, which is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit disconcerting. Well, one of one of my favorite lines is that, um, what's it called? Uh, he, where he said, I'm a liar, and you all know that, yeah. but at least at least when I lie, you people love it. Yeah, when I, he said something like, when I lie to you guys, you're going to, you'll love it. And, he, and he, he does it, he tells a lie, gets caught in the lie, and the crowd cheers anyways. Yeah. I was like, what? This is too real. But I was wondering, I guess, like, if that felt fake. You understand? As somebody who, who was on the other side of it, it, re- it all rings true to me. But there are, like, one of the parts of this that I thought was the scariest, and we'll get into it, is the part where he tells his followers, everybody on the other side thinks that you're dumb. And that, how dangerous is that? You've seen that, GT. What do you think about uh, statements? Like, See, statements like, like there, there, there's a very particular point in there that you saw echoed a lot in real life, which is the idea that, like, uh, that Loki, like the, like the Donald, was, quote, not a politician and, quote, one of us. Yeah. Which, what does that even mean? He's going to drain the swamp, bro. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. He's going to drain the swamp. So, like, this idea that he's one of us just makes him without any actual uh, bonifications better. Yeah. Because he's not them. Yeah, he's not them. that's all it becomes. It became us, them, with no detail in between. And that, I do say, is very realistic as to how things went down here. The greatest thing is by, by, by the third issue, you see literal people wearing Loki merch as if, hey, I'm wearing my Spider-Man shirt. Like, oh, you got yeah. people walking yeah. around with Loki horns. Just right. It's the, it's the Make America Great Again hats. Yeah, it's literally the Make American Great Again hats. And the thing is, Loki. I mean, I guess he goes very far to say that this is not the same Loki that has done other things. But um, you know, we, they have it, black and white evidence of him doing a horrible, horrible things. I'm saying all this, and I realize the irony of everything that I'm saying. <laughs> they had him in black and white doing horrible things. It makes you wonder why anyone would even vote for him. But the world is. But his polls never works. went down. He just no. he's, he's like yeah, eh, whatever. No. Um, See, that was one of my favorite tricks of it, in a sense. And, and, and tricks is a very loaded word in this case. In this case, yeah. But like, when 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 you give them evidence of doing horrible things, it's like yeah, but is it horrible things that people agree with? Right. You know, 
There's, we, a, there's a lot of stories of people doing what are quote unquote humanitarily horrible things, but we're doing it to those people. Yeah. And those people are bad. Yeah. So it's okay. And the scariest part is that at one point he invokes religion. He says, you know, join me. Like, this, this is my religion. This is freedom of religion. So what God, can they really beef with us if we're, you're my followers? No, they can't. It's all religion. So it's like it, it can get very scary when you are able to mobilize these support systems. We saw something very similar in The Boys with uh, Stormfront and how she was able to, with memes and stuff, just turn the tide. So this is very relevant stuff. And seemingly it's going to play out into the Loki series. So I'll talk to you guys about But there was a meme in here. Think. That was oh, the yeah, best there was. part. There was. there was a meme in here. Yeah. I think it said like, you know, when, when you catch your girl, when your, your girlfriend catches you with your yeah. side piece and yeah. it's like, I'm going to lie and you're going to love it. I'm like, yo, yeah. <laughs> there's a real meme in here. Yeah, there was, that, yeah, that actually made me laugh. Let's get into this story as it is. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is Vote Loki, a uh, written by comic book creator Christopher Hastings. Um, and it's, Centered around Norse god Loki, Lofi's son's controversial political campaign for president of the United States. Um, I also think that it had several artists on it. It was uh, Langdon Foss for issues one, three, and four, and then Paul McCaffrey from it for issue two. I don't know why they were switching it ar- switching around. Um, and not the biggest fan of the art style. I'll go ahead and say it. I, but that's because... It was I, a weird art. It was I, weird art. I like my comic book characters a little bit more angular. My favorite comic book artists are very sharp-lined people. Like yeah, There was a lot of weird and, jaw uh, movements. Like, they're like they're, round. Everybody's round. Their eyes are round. Their nose is around. I mean, they got Tom Hiddleston's like features down pretty well. But I don't know. I feel like the cover Loki's more gorgeous than the, than the, the cover interior. Than the, the interior all, the, all the covers were gorgeous. So, I thought that was interesting. Um... But yeah, let's get into this. So our story starts off with a flashback from the very first time the Avengers joined forces and became a team. They saved the day, but they practically destroyed the neighborhood in the process. To fix this, the Avengers, most likely just Tony, allocated money for the restoration of the neighborhood's damaged. The money was given to the governor, but instead of using all of it for the construction like promised, he used some of it for his re-election campaign. Which ended up get, having to outsource to low end contractors, so the city got built. It, it got cheap. built slower, and yeah, it was all cheap stuff. Um, we move forward again. Uh, in oh, sorry, this is also the first time we meet Nessa Contreras, our protagonist. We see her young, and we see that this is one of the neighborhoods that was destroyed. Was hers. Um, years later, Nessa, now a Daily Bugle reporter, uses her journalism skills to expose the very same na- mayor for embezzlement. We then move forward again in time as a presidential de- debate is set to happen at Cramco Stadium. If I may point out one very interesting art- artistic choice since you uh, got into the several different artists in here. What is a constant that I thought was really off-putting at first, but I got it over time, was that Nissa Contreras has like these sort of blood orange eyes throughout yes. the entire book. Yeah. But I think it's so that you can pick her out of the sea of randos. Yes. This, that get- yeah huddled into this comic there's various times where she is uh, like imbe- like it was the what you're about to bring up the, yeah. the debate because yeah. there was between the debate and other times where just bunch of people are in a you know, packed and, in together a like lot of the women her. are drawn to look alike she is hiding herself and the thing is nessa her, nessa as a character doesn't have really any distinguishing features short hair uh, yeah she's a, wo- Spanish she's a woman drawn. she looks like a woman as the same way like i look like a man but if i had a big gash across my face or orange eyes like we were just saying, maybe it's a little bit easier to. 
<laughs> maybe it's a little bit easier to to differentiate. So public morale for the election is in the toilet. Everyone's like both people suck anyway, but it's like real life. We have to do our due diligence as Americans. So uh, Nissa decides that she's going to go anyway to this debate and hope to talk to the candidates. I voted for Kodos. There you go. <laughs> Blame Kodos. Whirling, whirling. <laughs> um, it's still my favorite political satire ever. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, so she goes and she wants to go talk to the candidates. Um, she's looking around. She notices some men in the crowd are holding guns. And the public is suddenly held hostage by a group that reveals themselves as Hydra. This is all Hail Hydra. People, you know. Uh, people start to run. Then Loki, god of mischief, appears before their very eyes. And he uses magic to incapacitate the Hydra goons. Did any of you gentlemen believe that any of this was a little bit convenient? Uh, uh, I mean, the convenience is definitely there. It's just like, oh, Loki's here. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> The best part about it was Loki was disguising himself as a, a would-be amateur BuzzFeed, a BuzzFeed writer. Yeah, a BuzzFeed that writer. cracked me up. I was like, oh, I'm hoping that this article will go to BuzzFeed and they'll pick me up. Like, I think he's. I think BuzzFeed is the only company actually named in this uh, in this yeah. story. They do like a like a twatter, <laughs> as, as, as people are known to do, you know. Uh, but yeah. They, it was they, definitely kind of suspicious because it's, it's Loki. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is Loki. Not only is he telling you, I'm going to lie to your face. Like, there's no way that he didn't set this but, up. And the same, same same way, like, he is a god of tricks. He lies. If he tells you he's going to lie to his face, that's a lie, surely, too, right? <laughs> so you're just in this, like, Russian nesting doll of Loki's lies. It's always going to be a lie. Loki's lies. There's always going to be a single. lie. There's always going to be a lie underneath, you know? Um, yeah, so he, boom, he saves the day. He goes to leave, and he's asked who he would vote for. And he basically says... Uh, both parties are liars, and if he was given the job, he'd at least have the guts to lie to America's face. The best part about it was, was he was just denouncing the American politics. He's like, oh, you know, these guys are lying, but the worst part is, is they can't even lie right. They can't yeah, get not their like, story straight. Yeah, he didn't, like, turn around and put an American flag behind him and start giving a speech. He kind of just looked over his shoulder and was like, yeah, everybody's trash, so if I was it, I'd be At least I could lie right. Than, yeah, I'd be less trash than everybody else, um, which we've heard before. We've heard that same kind of rhetoric before. It's like, you keep voting in the same people, people who are entrenched in politics, who have been around for years, mayors, governors, councilmen, congressmen. Then we, you know, they, they're in, the, in politics for 40 years, then they get four years in the big chair, and seemingly nothing changes. So why not pick somebody out of the blue? Somebody seemingly who is the devil you do know versus the devil who said you don't. And I will never pick the devil I, <laughs> I do know. Versus Devil I Don't Anymore. <laughs> it's not worth it. I think, I, think the, I think one of the Twitter, like the twatter. The twatter. Talk to me one about of, the twatter. One of the twatter posts that cracked me up was Loki colon the lesser of two evils. Yeah. LMFAO. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? That's literally how they see him. It's oh, the less Loki the lesser evil. LMFAO. All of this is caught on tape and overnight Loki becomes the most popular candidate not running for president. Because he's saying, saying, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. People just go, running with it. People are also being called now and asked if they would vote for Loki, which reminds me of this mayoral candidacy that we just went through where oh my, my God, phone yes. would not stop ringing asking me if I am voting for. Yeah, How for, did this predict the future? Or Congress, Congress I think, I, I, if I, don't, I think it was – no, it was mayors because was mayors is right. what's going on right now. There, right, the preliminary right, right. elections was this weekend. I was stopped at the train station and handed a flyer. I was called on several occasions asking – called and text 
asking if I would support. It happens. I will say that 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 didn't happen to me, and I, I do not have any recollection of that ever happening to me. Yeah. What I can say is, I did get a few text messages asking about my uh like uh, the local whatever uh political candidate running. Yeah. I think it was to someone who previously owned my phone number because it was to Francis. Oh wow. <laughs> Like I'm not Francis, <laughs> right, right, right. But they wanted to make sure Francis had his name on the ballot. He's going, he's gonna go vote. That's interesting as hell. Um, yeah, so they're getting voted, people are getting polled, all kinds of things. Jay Jonah Jameson has his own show. I think it's called the Fact Show, something like Fact Check or something. And he brings Loki on the show and grills him about like his intentions. Uh, most notably, he grills him about his birthplace. Very familiar territory if you're around in 2016 or even before that. I think it was in 2012. The birth birth. No, it was it was started. it was during it was during Trump's things. It was during no. Trump's. It had to have been during Obama's thing. No, it was. I, I don't. I remember Trump specifically once again wanting to ask oh, yeah, where yeah. he I, came once he got there. Yeah, but he ran with he ran prior to 2016 and didn't make it. Right? Wasn't that the whole thing? Did he run or? talk about running or i guess he was just trashing obama there was a there was a i think it was um the one of the roasts it was a roast of donald trump Mm -hmm. at the end of his roast when he got a chance to speak like all roast roast people he said that he announces his campaign to start running for the 2016 election and that that was the first time that i start when he started talking was the first time i heard anybody ask for obama's birth certificate i'm like well the guy's born in hawaii that's a 50th state yeah. Even if he was born in Puerto Rico or the Caymans or Guam, that's American territories. You're American. If you're born in Puerto Rico, you're American. You're they, a Puerto Rican American. They're saying that this was an issue even in 2008. His, his, uh, Birtherism, where, his, his and that's birthday. when he won. Yeah, Because he was inaugurated yeah. in 09. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's always been a, uh, it's always been a thing, but it only really became a thing with one candidate. Decided to say. And it was only the black yep. candidate. Yep. <laughs> Because so, like, no one questions the white man. Like, oh, you're no not from England. Any, any. I, for as long as I've been alive, no political candidate has ever been questioned about whether or not they are American or born in America. Or at born least born in America. It was the it was the one black guy running. So now they're 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 tossing this onto Loki, but Loki assures them that this version of him was born on Earth. Yeah, that kept that, that was 100 percent lies upon lies. Oh. For there is there is no way that this is another. A timeline Loki from the past that's going to make right for it, the Loki from the stuff in the future. What he was, was going convoluted with no, his lies. What was interesting is there's a point in which he says, and J. Jonah Jameson answers correctly. He says something along the lines of like, oh, and if you need that certificate, I'm sure I can get it for you or something like that. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure if I need anything, you'll find a way to like make it. And, and I'll see it. It is what it is. So yeah, so yeah, he doesn't believe it anyway. But he apparently, if he is... You know, American. He does qualify. He's born in Maryland, man. He does qualify to to run as president if he chose to. So they think they got him quartered. Nessa calls in. Jameson's there, and Nessa calls in. She's like, "No, you're all you've been trash. You've always been trash. You destroyed my childhood home. All this other kind of stuff." And he's like, "No, no, no. That was another loop." Which is kind of funny because Trump did a lot of that stuff to build home and to build casinos in Vegas. He took there was yeah, you could areas imagine. where he had to. You could imagine there, there were people that actually had testimony because they had hand-to-hand or eye-to-eye, whatever, contact with the man prior to him doing this. So they had um, anecdotes about whether or not he probably should have been running the free country. I, I personally appreciate that um, Jameson has been updated to this like sort of personal podcasting um, journalist. It's weird because he, like the character, 
has always been has always had his very own opinion has always been very strong and what we've kind of noticed in this in mainstream media is that doesn't kind of work you kind of got to play both sides unless the entire channel has picked a side and even then you might not you might be too much for that channel so then you get your own side of that channel the Rush Limbaugh's, the um, Alex Joneses of the world, where they're so on their side that they have to have their own platform. I think this is what happens with JJ. Ben Shapiro used to be like a writer for like CNN or like Fox News and stuff, and now yeah. he's got the Daily Wire. Steven Crowder was a correspondent on uh, MSNBC, and now he has the Mug Club. Like yeah. a lot of these people, like when they've realized this this platform that I'm deciding to work for is all left or all right, I'm just going to deviate and go middle. Yeah, Tommy Lauren, Candace Owens. Or to some degree, you can just be Joe Rogan and make your own. Yeah, and then get everybody high, and then everybody's happy. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Rogan for president, I guess is what we're Joe trying Rogan to say. for president. That's what we're trying here. to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DMT and creatine for all. That's what. That's what I want. So, um, yeah. So she calls in. She thinks she has him dead to rights. He's like, that wasn't me. Um. And he kept saying, "This is a different Loki. This is a different Loki." And it's kind of funny because it speaks to the variant that of of that we're seeing in the Loki show, right? Yeah, yeah, sort of. But it also sort of speaks to the to the way the fable always goes. Ragnarok hip happens, it ends, then it starts again. Call comes around. Yeah, because Loki, those gods are reborn uh, in many ways. I think another interesting thing to remember is that there are a lot of people who said that was businessman Trump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you can't. Send the president elect for the business. Okay, that's actually, that's actually really funny because I I remember when he was originally running, a lot of people that were against him were bringing up the fact that he filed for bankruptcy. That's all they had. They had. And but what else. I did yeah. my own research on, and I realized he filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Not that he was broke; he just wanted to start everything all over again. Fantastic. So he basically started from scratch and made his millions again. When you ch- file for Chapter Eleven, they wipe all your debts, but your credit. Everything is back to zero. You have to build your entire life up, and you can only do it, I think, every four years or every eight years. So you're saying that this Loki did a uh, a life version of Oh, yeah. He filed, for, he filed for life bankruptcy. <laughs> right? So now he's starting from scratch. And even though we all remember his sins and his problems, well, there's nothing on the on the, on the the slate. There's nothing. There's no... You can't bring it, it to trial. He it wiped it all away. It. He seemingly wiped it all away. Um, what I love is that she's yelling at him that he can't change. He's a joke. And he just teleports to her house. And he's like, listen, I don't want to be a joke. And she gets, she scared. screams, grabs a gun, she pulls a gun on the god on the god of mischief. I don't know how smart that is, but it is what it is. Um, I, I have, I love this history of them putting this in any sort of writing where it's like a god or Superman or all sorts of other worldly beings appear, and you grab your bullets. Yes, yeah, because that's gonna work. You grab like the nearest thing to you, and that's like, yeah. And he says something along the lines of like, um. Like, that's not going to work or whatever. Like, But he's super calm. Something about Nyssa draws him to her because he's constantly in co- communication with her throughout this comic. What do you think that is? I, I think it's just having a direct line to the media to work his spin. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's, it's, a particular, it's a particular output that he can directly manipulate, and he only needs one. Yeah, that's true. Or it could be that Loki is in... Of all of his lies, there's one nugget of truth there. And when he found out who Nyssa really was, maybe he cared enough to want to help her. Like I, if he's really going through this whole thing where I'm better, I, like, I really am changing, I'm trying to be a different kind of Loki, maybe this was his way of like attaching himself to one of his sins of his past that he knows 
I can make up for this. If I can't make up for every sin, yeah. maybe there's one sin I can make up for. And that's the thing, you know, Loki, especially in modern times, has been more of an anti-hero. But it's one of those things where you're always waiting for the shoe to drop. This guy is the most, you know, uh, uh, mischievous. One of the most mischievous. I mean, he literally dies telling a lie. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't got the Tesseract. You can kill my brother. All right, stop. Here's the Tesseract. Yeah, he, like, got, he got eaten in a... He tells a lie right after that, where he swears fealty. Yeah, yeah then he pulls out the deck. You're like... <laughs> so he's always... Lying is literally second nature to him. Right. And so, like, if when that becomes that, how did you distinguish his actual motives? I think that's what makes him such a enigma when he's placed in, in situations like this. Because literally, the balance of America is on whether or not this man is saying the things that he means and no one can tell. And it doesn't really matter. And that's scary. There's, there's, a, there's a great exchange in one of my favorite shows between these two people where he just goes like, was anything you said true? He just goes, well, they were all true. Even the lies? Especially the lies. <laughs> I, that, that's how, that, that's how the hell that works. Um, but yeah, he's like, listen, I know you don't think I can change, but I do want to run. I thought about it. I can kind of probably do this. Everyone else really sucks. I already have a team. So do, do me a favor. If you don't even believe me, come by, check out the team and you'll, you can see that I'm, I'm on the up and up. And she's like, eh, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do it. But, but what's the address for the place? So uh, just in case I wanted to do it <laughs> and she takes him up on the offer. She meets Loki's head of security when she shows up. Uh, which is Angela from the original Sin comic. I don't know if either one of you read that. Long time ago. Yeah, so basically original Sin was a comic. I, I prefer to refer to her as Angela from uh, Neil Gaiman's biggest pimp hand yeah, ever. From Spawn. <laughs> uh, long story short, Neil Gaiman, comic book writer, creator, created the character of Angela for the Spawn series. Um, eventually, uh, he ended up gaining, because it's image, he ends up gaining control of over said character. Uh, but there was a little bit of a debate between him and Tom McFarlane because it's Spawn Comics over whether or not he gets to keep the character. But he did. And he brought her ass over to Marvel and popped her ass in the middle of one of the most iconic families of all time, the Odin family. Which is probably the worst thing you could have done to McFarlane at the time. Fought yeah. him for control of the character and then sold her to the big two. Yep, yep. So now Angela sits. So Original Sin is one of the funniest retcons, and I feel like, in Marvel history where basically... Um, you know, the, the Watcher dies, no spoilers. That's literally how the comic we're gonna have starts. To cover, we're going to have to cover that one day. Yeah. yeah, the Watcher dies, and seemingly through his eyes, secrets of the universe are unlocked. A.K.A. several retcons are placed on the Marvel Universe so that we could expand. We can not only expand it, we can have more characters created in it and have always said that they've always existed. I think what happened only before the Watcher is the foulest. One of the people, I believe, is Cindy Moon that comes out of Original Sin. Uh, the idea that Cindy Moon was also bit at the same time as Peter Parker. That's a revelation that we end up having. One of the other revelations is that there's ten realms, right? There's a there's another realm. Heaven? Haven? Haven? I think it's Heaven, yeah. It's like Heaven or Haven. Wherever Angela's from um, is the tenth realm. So we find that there's not nine realms. There's actually ten. And that that woman is Thor and Loki's sister. And that gets rolled into there. And now... We'll also never talk about it again. No, we won't. And, and now... Um, I wonder if they were all around. She's a guardian, I believe, now of the galaxy. I don't know if she is um, in. I, I wonder if they ever roll her into actual like MCU stuff, Angela. I mean, they, they, that would be cool. We got Hella. I don't think Hella was ever intended to be the 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 relative of. Well, if they're doing all this Loki variant Loki comics. stuff, who's to say there isn't a timeline where Loki and Thor do have a sister named Angela Odin daughter? Yeah, 
daughter. Isn't that how Lofi it's pronounced? Da- daughter. Yeah, it's like a like, it's Norse. Because I know it because it's Lafinson. Norwegian, right? It'd be Norse, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't so know. I don't know what Norse was. The fans could tell us. But if you're I... North, Norse, if you're Nordic, Nordic. If you're Nordic, <laughs> write in. Please. It's, it's a real name. I know fitness athletes with that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, a Thor's daughter. Ah, I like I like that. That's Wait, hilarious. isn't that the... I could have sworn that that's kind of the name of the mountain from um, Game of Thrones. That'd be His hilarious. name is like like Bor- Bjork, Thor, uh, Thornton's son or Thor's son. Well, Odin is Odin Borson because his father's name is Bor. So... Yeah, Odin is Odin Bor's son, and then both would have been Thor, Thor, Odin's son, and I'm assuming Thor's child would be blank Thor's son or daughter. Something, on. yeah, something Thorson. Which is why when he saw Phil Coulson, he thought he was son of Cole. He so did call he, him son of Cole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said, hey, son of Cole, because he's like, this is how the last names work. Nah, Wait, which, which Sif would continue to do over several episodes of the actual show when he that's got her how to you're show up. He's, she's being, um, she having her manners. That's why. That's what she's calling him that. She's being very cordial. That's all it is. Um, yeah, so she gets there. Not only is Angela there, but she meets Loki there, and Loki's a woman. You want to talk about, you want to talk about us, uh, you know, talking about current events. We have a woman Loki here. He does it on a whim. He never does it again. But yeah. He did it to make her feel more comfortable. That's 100% what it was. He did it to make her feel more comfortable. Loki shows her his, her call center filled with people devoted and somewhat crazy. And that's when you get the reveal of why people are being called up in the middle of the night. Like, hey, do you want to vote for Loki? And nah. Yeah, he has a whole research center that of crazy people, crazy followers. The voters. Oh, one I'm, was the best one again. Again, as I say this, I guess it's wrong to call any volunteers or any devotees crazy. They just have their own <laughs> opinions. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm trying to steer the line right here. They have their own way of looking at things. Let's just say, um, uh, crazy volunteers. Nissa continues to probe the god of mischief for his political plans, and even though he has answers, she's not impressed. So she goes home and she writes a scathing piece, mud slinging. Yeah, I read some of it. It was about pretty him good in the bugle. But as her editor looks through it, he's given a call and suddenly he's hypnotized. When Nissa wakes up, she has over thirty notifications on her phone, and when she checks her computer, she's stunned to see the headline of her article was changed to be pro Loki. As she's still reeling from the revelation, her doorbell rings and the mighty Thor shows up, demanding to know. But what's this going was on. one of the greatest things ever. I read. The article, she wrote, like, I took the time to read at least two paragraphs from that article. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, it's why you should get excited about Loki, and then Twitter is blowing up, everyone's loving it. I'm like, oh, so we're just, like, really going to not read articles in this book. Like, we're really going to go real life with this. Like, yeah. No one where she it. even says, like, three times, you didn't read my article, did you? Right. No, let me... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What do you feel about the Thor cameo, uh, GT? I know you're a big Thor fan. Uh, that was interesting, and, like... I, I, uh, it was also interesting to me because I, I had no timeline for this book I, and I didn't think to look for one. So I was like, oh, it's still Jane. Isn't that yeah, lovely? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, so now now that you do have a timeline 2016, this would probably be the last year of Jane? Is that about, right? About, yeah. You're know, finishing up on that because Lord of the Lord oh, World of the, War of the Realms. Realms is when? Uh, 18? 2018, I think, yeah. Okay, yeah. That sounds uh, right. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Like, like, <laughs> Like you had to imagine they were all gonna get involved at some point, but then she starts to like she starts to uh, um make mention of like the political upheaval in Asgard, so they're like, yeah. yeah, they're not paying attention. That's the if I'm not mistaken, that's the brother running things over there. No, I gotta find out what's going on with Asgard, but I feel like I picked up a Mighty Thor book and it was like 
It was either Boar or somebody else. I think it's Borson or whatever. That, yeah, Borson or something that's running things. Uh, but it's hard to keep up with. I. It's funny to me of the doorbell ringing, like the God of Thunder. It's like I need to talk to you. Ding dong, ding dong. Uh, it's, well, it's still Jane Foster at the end of the day. She, she could manners. be the God of Thunder. It's still going to be a. She's still American, Ameri- human. Who I meant. She still knocks on the door. Uh, Dan, what does it mean to you? It doesn't matter what I wrote. Just that I wrote it. Well, that that means that people are idiots and aren't. They're gonna see. <laughs> they're gonna see a headline. Okay, like right. I, you know, I'll I'll put, call myself an idiot for a second. I saw a headline about Wandavision saying, "Oh, we decided." To to not bring in Doctor Strange, so it doesn't look like Wanda's being saved by a white man. White savior, I believe, was the was the. That was the headline, and I got so upset, so upset. Like, oh, why? Up. Why? Why do you gotta do this? Why do you have to say, oh, we don't want no white man saving the day, even though a white woman is saving the day in her show? Like, right. and then you read the article, and it's really more so the creator of the show's decision to keep Doctor Strange away, just so they can bring him into multi, like, just so they can bring her into multiverse. Man, like, oh. So this headline has nothing to do with this article. Right. Like, this is just a, a clickbait headline to get you upset. And then when you read it, you realize, oh, the creator just didn't want Doctor... who has Dr. the time to read it, Dan? Who has the time to I read mean, it? Worse so, a clickbait headline masked as a quote. Yeah. 100%. And I've seen them all, man. I've seen them all. And what's worse is that you'll get something done in the comics that has been multi-layered. It's nuanced. It's been trickling in from a couple of issues, and then it'll just get slammed on the cover of uh, uh, one of these sites as like Marvel suddenly does this, and it's like no, they didn't suddenly do anything. T- we've t- been working- tell me more about the Heat Secret Empire got. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we we've been working towards something, um, and you know, Secret Empire. Uh, these are all tangents, but Secret Empire was one of those things where I had to read Secret Empire because I knew the thing that people were bugging out about couldn't be true it could panel it couldn't it's be true the, world the hail hydra one panel yeah the hail hydra panel i knew it couldn't be true as stated that it was not mind control it wasn't this wasn't i knew it had to be something and whether or not it was doesn't even matter anymore because of the uprising the outcry it's now kind of just been washed away the so, panel that was so big it made it into the movie yeah so if um maybe there was a point where they were going to keep him healed and that was ultimately going to be what it was. We'll never know because we're back to status quo because everyone got outraged. So it does work. The outrage machine does work. And as somebody who's written articles for companies, it's their job to keep you on this hamster wheel of upset, angry, frustrated, all that kind of stuff. Well, the outrage machine is what changed the entire graphic design of Sonic and why that movie had to be pushed that's, for that's another three months. Well. So it's good and bad. You got, uh, what is it? Snyder's fairness there's a level of justice there. Yeah, and, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, one could argue, is the same is the same oh, yeah. boat there. Because it's like, oh my god, now that we're seeing Snyder's Justice League, this is what we used to like as Justice League when it was Whedon for anybody that actually likes that movie. So the the mob is powerful. We just gotta pick and choose our fights, broskies. That's, that's what it all comes down to. Um Isn't that a thing? Mob law? Isn't mob law? Mob rule, I think it's called. Something like that. Mob rule. Yeah, because they just like it, it, it refers to a group of people who just, like, vote on things and jump on things, dogpile. It's the weirdest form of democracy, but it's democracy. Listen. It, it also helps when you can at least convince the other side that they have something to gain. Yeah. So, you know, like, like WB had nothing to gain from that movie until we had a streaming service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the same thing. It's like, 
it's like the Loki thing. Like, surely he's doing something good for us by telling us the truth, but obviously there's got to be something for him as well. Yes, um, DC gave us the, the Snyder Cut, but obviously it had other intentions as well. There was, like a, there, there, were, there, were, there was a personal gain involved that they were willing to take advantage of. Right, right. And we're starting to see now that it doesn't even matter what comes out with Loki because of his ability to spin it. So our next issue has probably my favorite part in the whole comic besides the uh, holding out for a hero moment, which is uh, a political commercial. <laughs> oh, oh my God. If that is not the greatest part of that comic. It was, it was funny. It was like, funny. see this little girl, Lisa? There's people that want to kill Lisa. Like she, lo- she likes freedom and, and, and flowers. <laughs> see this guy? He's a terrorist. He wants to kill Susie. So, uh, it, and basically, it all amounts to this fact that he believes that both parties are being soft on Latveria. That's kind of going through a, a bit of a civil war since uh, Doom's been out. But Loki says that being the man who fought the Avengers and lived, he would certainly fight for Latveria to protect us. And it's hard to argue. Like this message has been paid for by the American Association of Loki Foundation. Uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> it was so yeah. It's hilarious. I'm Loki Laughing Son, and I approve this message. Yeah, he got the girl wearing the Hulk mask with the most uh, all cute in the commercial. It's ridiculous. Um, Thor says, "Oh wait, we're going back with Nissa." Thor asks, "What's up?" And Nissa proves to her that only the headline favors Loki. Everything else written burns him. Thor forgives Nissa before telling her that she can't interfere. She also says that it has to be her fight before wishing her luck and handing her a Loki flyer that asks people to donate to the America the Faithful Fund. I, 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 do, I do love throwing in the wording of it all. Just go, oh, thou just burn him so. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I like that she's like, oh, thanks for coming all the way over here to basically tell me you can't do anything. <laughs> Which usually, I've seen that happen in many instances where gods or people of powerfulness just, yeah, I can't get involved, but I just want you to know I'm rooting for you. My like, favorite is Doctor Strange in Civil War. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go chill in a dimension. Y'all let me know when all this is going. When all this is done, uh, I, I'm not with any of this right now. Really interesting. But like, we 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 saw that whole thing go down when we were um talking about uh Captain America, Sam Wilson. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, we caught these businessmen doing wrong. We know they're doing wrong, but putting them to able to stabilize the entire economy and hurt seemingly hurt more innocent people." Than yeah. keeping them out of jail. How disheartening is that? That's fucking garbage. Uh, but yeah, they, they she gives her the America the Faithful Fund like little thing. So hoping this to be a clue, uh, Nissa goes to investigate further. Meanwhile, Loki holds a rally where John lives, uh, Yogi in Texas, and he makes his entrance to holding out for a hero by Bonnie Tyler. Reminiscent of episode three of Loki, if you ha- if you haven't seen it, and if you it's haven't. just funny. Within the last two weeks, be- be- besides just me and you, I've seen the internet praise that song in so many instances. Like, wow, we got this in the He Man trailer and Loki, yeah. and it-, it was in the Detective Pikachu trailer. We were watching all the show, the movies that the song was in, and seemingly, like it's a it's a and not short circuit too. Me too. That's the greatest thing ever. It's funny because if when you look at it, there's a the the, the, the generational gap is there for most people, like. If you come to someone that's my age and you tell them I need a hero, the first thing they think Shrek. of is Shrek Two. Yeah. A lot of reactors were, a lot of reactors yeah. saw that that song in Loki episode three and they're like, "Oh, that was in Shrek 2. I feel like you have to be an eighties, nineties kid, like early, early, early to get short Shrek. Like 2. for me, it would always uh, be it would always be Footloose head. first. Yeah. Footloose was always that's that mo- that song was race. made for that movie. That's the funniest part. It's ridiculous, but um, it's still the greatest movie ever. 
No, it never was. It never was. It never was. No, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like, you know, when, when that moment happens, I love that song enough to never question its use, <laughs> right? So when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. It, it, it has stood the test of time. 100%. It is timeless. And so when it gets used here, um, obviously prior to being used in the show, it made me smile because something that I thought was just a throwaway song a fun song in a fun scene in the show is actually a callback to this. And then the absolute, like, it's one thing to play the Loki's, uh, sorry, to play the song in the Loki show. But for Loki to choose this as his campaign song? Like, get on your feet with Leslie. It's, no, but it's way it. more malicious. It's way funnier. It's He's way, just coming down from the heavens you're holding like, I need a hero. <laughs> where, where, what is it? Um, what is it? Uh, where Where is the white knight, you know, upon the fiery steed? Here he is. It's Loki. Loki. Everyone he gave birth to. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> true. that's true, too. That's a whole other set of problems. Which which leads to one of those. Which leads to two things that I think about. One, you know there is the inevitable um, uh, tweet or message from the Bonnie Tyler est- of establishment that's just like, we do not endorse this. Yes, yes. <laughs> We did not give permission. We like For the god of mischief, <laughs> mass murderer Loki to use our song as the campaign. Secondly, um, I've never I've never quite had a handle on this. To just write the lyrics, do we have to pay for that? I don't know. This goes back to, um, we, there was an issue of sex criminals where they were singing uh, oh, Fat, Fat Bottom, Bottom Girls, Girls, but they said that they Didn't couldn't... Fat bottom yeah, girls. Yeah, we can't. We can't. Yeah. You're gonna know that this is fat bottom girls, but we're gonna have like la 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 yeah, la la la. Yeah, yeah. We can't show it, or else we're gonna get in trouble. But just, just, just imagine that that's what's going on right now. They're singing fat bottom girls, which is honestly what sold me on that couple. But maybe Queen's a bit more stringent with their with their stuff than anybody else. So that could be well, it musicians well. are because of the the age of like rhapsody and stealing music. Musicians don't really make that much music no more. When you can like you know get Apple Music or Spotify, you're not purchasing their song you're not purchasing their album so what are they really getting royalties so i'm getting royalties for having to do an entire tour across the world with uh, this new need, album they need that money b they need that money but in texas he panders to the crowd and he lies about loving them and no matter what he says or admits the crowd seems to just go wild no didn't he start it like that say like i, I love you which I, is a lie I know goes, yeah <laughs> like what it's like, I don't even know you. So that's another lie. But they're like, it's like that meme of the, the Simpsons meme where they turn around and look at Bart, like, say it. Go ahead, say it. Say the line. It's like basically like that. Like, do I'll all lie to you. Can... Yeah, I'll lie to you. Ah, he lied to us. Everyone pops for the Loki lie. <laughs> they want to see it live and in person. He demonizes the media, again, very familiar, claiming that they and all of his enemies think his followers are stupid, but that the it's the world that's actually gone crazy and he's there to make things sane again. It's like, come on. Dangerous rhetoric. That, but it's the funniest part that I'm going to, he wrote, make something sane, make sane this. Make, make something blank again. Yeah. Any, any, now when we hear that, that's going to be forever now. It, that's you know, it. Right. This you can the, never put again or make something great again. How do you feel about that, uh, GT, that you'll never be able to make something great again without without uh, bringing up somebody? Uh, that, yeah, that's going to be you, you can't even wear a red hat at this point. Anymore. No, it's true. People will look. To read your hat and in your face. Just looking at people. Uh, you know what's funny, too? Because I, I, I picked up a video game, and I, I swear to God, the game came out way before any of this started. I'm playing uh, Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. And the main villain utters that exact line of making America great again. I was just like, oh, no. That's crazy. Are you trying to confirm that Trump plays Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> 
I'm also going to be looking quite closely to the numbers on this episode to see <laughs> to see if we lose any of our uh, conservative uh, <laughs> listenership. But I do think that there is a that there is a gray that we can all live in harmoniously. I just feel like we got into a very weird, very fiery confrontational period in our American history that still hasn't kind of gone away. And I think that's why reading this stuff is kind of funny because it's like sometimes it could be the literal devil or the literal God of mischief. And if so long as people can find something good about him, which I guess we all should be able to do, right? Find the good in, in, in the bad. There was a gif a long time ago and now I'm going to have to find some way to, to make it because there was a gif of um Trump walking from one of his campaign speeches yeah. And he turns into Shaol's son from, oh, from yeah. Mortal Kombat right, in the same right, scene right, of right, him right. walking away from Johnny Cage. So I'm going to need that one day of Trump walking and then just turning hey, into Tom Hiddleston. You know someone's made it. You know it, that exists out there. I got it. Yeah, I'm going to check for that as well. That's incredibly funny. Um, Nessa's investigation leads her to a seemingly empty building. There's nothing to see here. There's nothing to see here when she goes over there. And then she sees a suspicious door. And she figures, hey, maybe I should open it. And when she opens it, she sees a ritual featuring several Loki followers, some magic, and a goat. So, I always wonder what makes a door suspicious. Yeah, right? <laughs> it could have been any closed door, but she found the door. Like, oh, it's the bathroom. I thought they were going to... Are were they going to kill that goat, GT? Uh, probably. No, they were going to like turn it into something. Right? They like, oh, man, it didn't work. He's still a goat. I think they were going to turn him into something. I don't know what happens there. Um, she takes a picture for evidence, though. Surely this is going to be enough to turn the tide. Goat worship or massacres. Instead, Loki explains in a press conference that those followers were part of his religion. And come on, you guys all—I am a god. You all, all knew I was a god. And considering freedom of religion is protected in the Constitution, not <laughs> yeah. only did he not break any laws, but now that he has this PR opportunity, he starts to invite people into his religion. <laughs> so and now for the rest of the issues, you just get people wearing Loki hats. We see that most people who have been watching this now fully support him. Because it seems like nothing could touch him. Like, they found footage of these goat rituals. And so nothing. some of the scariest parts of it were just, like, the shots of people that did not have any actual political opinion or affiliation. They were simply entertained by the circus. Yeah. And thus, that guy. Yeah. And you start seeing bloggers, you know, people on news, news channels, show to go newspapers. On. All of it is, is, they're all eating this up. He is far and above and away. The hottest topic everywhere. Some of the funniest stuff was that there were people that didn't even want to vote for Loki, but they just were enjoying him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not voting for anybody anyways, but I'm going to wear the Loki merch. Like, yeah. Which I feel it was a lot in 2016. There was a lot of people like, you know what? I'm going to wear this hat to be a provocateur, but I'm not That's actually a, a Trump supporter. It. That's a lot of it. They're know? just doing it to be provocateurs. Like, oh, I know you hate Loki. Provocateurs, so. contrarians, all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The Edgelord needed a wardrobe in 2016. This one found horns. Some found red hats, but um, other found I'm with her stamps. Yeah, so others found other found I'm with those arrows, right? Yeah, the I'm with We're her. We're go in a direction we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Hating everything that's happening, Nessa tails the bus that has the hydra hydra agents that Loki took out in it. The bus is set to head to a prison where Nessa could interrogate the agents and see if Loki had any involvement. Suddenly, Nessa sees the bus on its side, covered in fire. And we see Angela, Loki's security guard, who disappears before she can take a picture. Loki has seemingly cleaned up the loose end of the Hydra agents as witnesses, and Nessa is back to square one. But also now, now that I'm thinking about it and his lies, 
Who's to say those were Hydra agents? What if those or were just could, normal yeah. people that he tricked to into say it, Hydra yeah, and got strapped them with a bunch of guns? He just murdered a bus full of innocent people to tie up loose ends. Not only that, but me, uh, Dan, me and you have seen enough media uh, together to know that if there's a bus in transit to a prison yep. and there's a scene showing that bus in transit to a prison, It'll never make it that to prison. bus will not get to that prison. So as she's driving behind, I'm like, yeah, this is not going to go well. And the idea that it's a god, like a Norse god comes down, handles it, and then just walks off. Pretty funny. On the verification, the plane will also not make it. Yes, that's true. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, did they not make it in uh, in Con Air? I don't think that the, made the it, plane, right? The plane was destroyed you know, on the Vegas Strip. Yeah, that's true. I, they, uh, I think only a few people actually survived, and that was, uh, what's his face, um, Cage and then good old Malkovich. Now I realize that we got to do, like, someone's got to write, like, a, a comic book con here, right? With, like, people from The Raft or, <laughs> or, or Arkham or Arkham. And that you get, like, like a, um, a Thunderbolts book or Yeah, you get, like, a, like a C-level villain that is well, that's not. That's a Suicide Squad book. That's not great. Yeah. You, you get, like, a C-level villain that has to watch them that's not great at it. Uh, like a Booster Gold in charge of the Suicide Squad or something like that, you know. Uh, somebody, you know, write all this down, Jim Lee. I'll be, you know, you can call my people. We'll figure <laughs> this whole thing out. Maybe that pitch episode is going to be great. It's, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, Loki, yeah, he's out there cleaning cleaning loose ends. And then we see in Latveria a scene that seemingly doesn't matter until it does. We see two men enter with a van and they get past security. At the uh, Iowa State Fair, Loki charms the public as he participates in his first televised debate with the other candidates. This was funny to me because, one, they, first of all, I didn't even see the Iowa State Fair first. You just get this panel of Loki eating ice cream. That's it's ice cream, well, a burger, thing. and then a candy apple on top of it. So yeah, he like declares it like a gift of the gods. So when I first read that really quickly, I thought it was just a like a triple decker regular ice cream cone, um, and I thought it harkened back to the Wonder Woman ice cream thing of it all, where like the ice cream is just a thing gods think is fantastic. But like you said, when you get closer, you realize it's like the worst of the worst state fair food. It's everything deep fried on top of everything else covered in cheese, on top of ice cream, on top of everything else. But the else. funniest thing is, it's the Iowa State Fair. This isn't the first time it's been made fun of by a Marvel character. In Deadpool, the first Deadpool movie, he was t- uh, Deadpool telling Vanessa that cancer is a shit show. Like uh, Yakov, Smirnoff, oh, opening I, for the spin doctors at the Iowa State Fair shit show. Right. I'm like, wow. Why does everyone hate Iowa? I was just thinking the same thing. Why does everyone hate Iowa? Well, do you know what I think it is? And I, I don't, how I, I don't have any. I don't know if we have any Seth listeners. Seth hate Iowa. He came from there. I, I don't know if there's any uh, listeners in Iowa. But what I'm assu- assuming is, um, it's in the middle, right? It's in, it's like in the heartland of America. Things like what he, what he's being served, people take pride in making those things. I can see a president not from that place wanting to deregulate people making things like that that could eventually kill people right and the first thing people in iowa would say is you're not taking that from us that's our culture and now all of a sudden right this is the people that he needs to placate now people who almost live in their own bubble inside of america's bubble now he's going over there to be like oh i love this is great there's a there's a hot hamburger and a hot dog and ice cream and onion rings on this thing i love oil yeah, that's it. Which cracks me up because it also brings me back. Same year, it brings me back to when Hillary Clinton was running and she was on Power 105.1 and she, she admitted to having hot sauce in her purse. Didn't she eat a beef patty or something like that? I feel like somebody <laughs> ate a beef patty. No, like, it was, it, uh, Charlamagne the God says, oh, yo, what, what's the one essential thing that you keep in your purse? And she goes, hot sauce. That wasn't gonna, yeah. If it's not a double, okay, you weren't listen, gonna win. At, me, the risk of, uh, at the risk of being overly racial about this, I'm sorry, I have to point this out. This, 
it is the weirdest thing ever to watch old white people try to cater to urban youth. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's always bad. Right. Only one person figured it out. It was Clinton playing the sax. Yeah. The <laughs> only time it yeah. worked. And he did it from a distance. Yes. He did it from a distance. He was like, yeah, I think this is cool or not. <laughs> you know? He didn't go into he didn't go into a jazz all black jazz group and say, hey, look what I could do. Right. He did it and it was like hoping that people saw it and thought it was cool. He did it all on City Hall. Yeah. Everyone felt very calm and comfortable about it. And that, to be honest, you know, again, to, to meet, what is it, to meet him in the middle of the aisle, they all do it. They all do it. We're all parts of weird sub, subsets of voters that they try to get at. And they try to get at with doing dabs and their character being unlocked in Fortnite and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can play with, uh, I, I just blanked. Who you wanna, who do you want to play with? Obama? Well, listen, <laughs> they, they put Obama in the Madden games. <laughs> you understand? You win the Super Bowl, Obama, you and your team get to take a picture with Obama in the White House. Yeah, so. When Trump got in, no more president. Dangerous level of fandom. They're only there to do a job. They, you know, we vote them in to do the job. They get paid to do the job. They're supposed to do the job well. But now they've reached this level of celebrity where it doesn't even matter what part of the job that they're doing, they're entertaining on their own, and that's dangerous. Do you know how many people I already know who are genuinely ready to vote for The Rock? <laughs> I, I see it. No, Even I though he's... It. Nobody knows his stances? Listen, uh, I know his stance. He ran over a couple of thousand votes. I was about to say, I know his stance. He ran over his uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he actually didn't. That was um, that was Rikishi for those... Uh, he did it for The Rock, man. He did it for The Rock. You know, uh, My Samoans got hitters. Just want you to know that <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Um, they act, they're all asked how they would handle the hostile Latveria situation. And both candidates agree that they should send peacekeeping troops over there to make sure that they keep the peace. Loki laughs at this answer and accuses them of being Latvian sympathizers, going so far as to suggest that one of them has been taking Skype calls from the terrorist organization Doom's Children. He then says our brave men and women need not go to Latveria and that the right and that righteous violence only begets more righteous violence. How do you this feel about guy, this masterclass? How do you feel about this masterclass, Dan? The, the man knows how to play the fiddle the way Trump to some people knew how to play the fiddle. All this man needed to say was a certain few words and the crowd's like, oh, wait a minute. That's the smarter option. That's the smarter deal. Like, the, How many people were, were for the wall? I and think that was never even going to be a wall. Yeah, you know, like all this stuff to me, I know honestly, all this stuff leading up to him being elected and even him being elected is not worse than them sticking by after the fact. The after the fact is like Tom Hiddleston is handsome and can dance. Yes, a hundred percent. Look at the difference in hair, people. <laughs> With that alone, you know he has a, a gorgeous mane. Um, but yeah, like I, to me, I think this reads better having experienced it because I, yeah. I think it would look as like exaggerations. But that's exactly what I mean. Like when, if you were to read it while it was happening, it almost se- like it seems like it's one sided, and it seems like they're just they're just piddling fun at one side. And if it's your side, then it's then it's oh, if you saw the meme I posted. It's identity politics now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that it's happened, you're just like this is all what happened. And that was my I guess biggest issue with it was that like we're covering it is that I didn't want it to make it seem like we were just harping on one thing. I think this is more about how dangerous it can get. When we see these people as more than just humans, I think at yeah. one point Loki says something along the lines of like, like to trust one person with all of that, what you think that they're gonna be is not fair or no. something like that. But like, I was like, so here's the thing: like, it's all for me. It's it's not about the fact that the obvious ties to what was happening at the time was obviously Trump, right? But it is that 
too much faith in the one thing, or, or more specifically speaking, the cult of personality is never good. Right. And that's exactly what Loki engender, what Trump engenders now, and what Loki is engendering in this book is that cult of personality, where they will just follow that thing because it is charming and interesting and entertaining for whatever particular reason. The cult of personality is exactly what the Secret Empire book was trying to get at. Yeah. Where if you trust something too much, it can be used against you. Yeah. And think that and, anybody's infallible, especially a regular human person. Right. And that even though in this case it's a comic book using magic as the concept, it's that that thing is corruptible. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it all is. Right. And we've already established how strong mob justice is. So you put all that energy into something corruptible. <laughs> you yeah. know what? It, the the house of cards is eventually gonna fall. You can corrupt a good thing with enough lies. Yes, I was gonna say the house of cards is gonna fall. And that's also a show about political corruptness. We're, yes, yeah, is. we're we're just taking all the boxes today. in America and Britain. Yes, yes. Not believing him about like no beef in Latveria. Nia, uh, Nissa, sorry, books a flight to Latveria. This girl got money and infiltrates the group known as the Latverian New Prosperity Alliance. So apparently, it's them against. The Children of Doom, both sides fighting for Latveria that doesn't have Doom ruling it. So the Children of Doom want the laws and rules of Doom to stick around after him being gone. And the others no longer wish to follow those rules or laws. And Another staging, cult of personality. And, mm-hmm. they're, and they're staging a revolt, yeah. The Children of Doom, the other side, catch wind that the uh, LNPA is staging a revolt. So they send men to the scene to try to stop them but the lnpa find a hidden stash of weapons that they can fight back with one of the soldiers grabs a strange weapon and when he pulls the trigger a massive explosion occurs killing both sides it is then revealed that loki was one of the men who led the lnpa to the weapons in the first place creating a powder keg situation set to explode luckily nissa gets all this on tape and presents it to the press Surely this is going to be the thing. That well, makes, I mean, listen. That makes the man stop. literally said, "Grab her by the," and right, you know, when right. I when I see a pretty girl in a locker room, you know, I, I tap her on the butt. I don't want you to kiss him. Just go up and do it. <laughs> like, uh, and he still was president for four years. This man openly admitted to sexual harassment and sexual assault, and they still voted for him anyways. So surely. Yeah. It's all locker room talk. That was what it right. was. That's how men apparently speak. In, in but the funniest space. part about it is those conversations heated up to the highest point after this comic. So, like like I said, again, you'd read this and be like, oh, this is an exaggeration until you actually see it months later down the line where black and white, they have the proof and still no one gives a damn. Um, so, Loki, she, she, <laughs> she puts the footage out. All over the news, they're trashing Loki. She gets on a flight. By the time the flight lands... One of the best parts for me, too. Loki has already spun the whole situation around to look like he's the kind of candidate that would do anything, including getting his hands dirty, to save Americans and protect the troops. I just keep imagining her on that plane with, like, the... the you get, like, the happy Parker scene from Spider-Man. It's like, rain drop, yeah, fall, yeah. and <laughs> And then it goes real quick to Spider-Man 3 Spider-Man with the hair in the face. <laughs> With the hair in the face. But she's the best it. part was that she was sitting next to these two people that were Loki supporters that decided to turn away from Loki. Yeah. And she has a little happy face. And then they get off the plane. And she's like, oh, well, I mean, at least Loki killed terrorists. And, you know, it's not like he was doing something different. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. You can't, even, you can't even survive a 10-hour flight from <laughs> Eastern Europe to America without having to see the detractors go back to being attracted. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you saw, like, they showed social media, like, people were like, oh, he did it so that my son wouldn't have to get killed in the war. Oh, wow, he's the kind of person to get his hands dirty. He did it all by himself. My favorite... Loki didn't have to, but he did. My favorite quote was, he had balls of Uru. That was the greatest line. That was the greatest line there. He said he had balls of Uru. Look at this man. Go out, go ahead and, and, and do this. And we've seen this happen before. It's like, oh, look, you know, so-and-so stood down the media or so-and-so put their foot down about this. They don't, they don't have to be politically correct. They, they called it the China flu. And look at them standing up and being brave behind that. You are fake news. Where did it come from? China. China. <laughs> don't treat me like a woman. Sorry. Um, so, five days before the election, we see Nissa Contreras in her apartment. After uh, she has stated in the previous issue that she was completely done with trying to stop Loki. She's given up. It's, She's like, yeah, fuck it. There's nothing I'm to done. do. There's nothing she can do at this point. And I think we all felt that way at various times here. I felt at my lowest during the whole George Floyd of it all. It was like, no matter what gets said, it's all spun and everyone's mad. Like, I remember having that defeatist kind of mentality. I'm still not satisfied with the way it turned out. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so long as it gets to a place where I seemingly, the majority are okay, it doesn't really matter about everybody else who falls through the cracks. And that's disheartening when this is all supposed to be all I, equal, I didn't even like the sentence. Oh, he just got it, right? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Chauvin. It's only like 22 years, right? A life for a life, apparently, right? That's not a life. The, the, <laughs> the, I, I, the only thing that, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not advocating for execution here, but like the only thing that, the only thing that gives you solace is that you know with his identity, you won't survive. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you'd have to be thrown in, like, solitary. He you don't got to kill him. Have somebody kneel on his neck for seven seconds. You know, seven seconds. Just Let alone eight minutes and 49 seconds. Oh, my God, I just had a Deadpool flashback. You need to put him in that thing that suffocates you just enough that you're alive. Oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> that was, remember? But they left him there for the weekend. Yeah. Suffocate, you, you, it has so little oxygen that you constantly feel like you're suffocating, but you're alive. But the second you go uh, to die, it gives it you just gives enough, you enough oxygen to live and then cuts the oxygen back. Yeah. And then it does it all and it's going to continue doing that. There you that. go. Build one of those things. Um, that, that's that mob justice. See what happens? That's, that's the reverse hyperbaric chamber is what that is. Yeah. As Nissa watches Loki shaking hands with someone on television, the person turns out to be a mutant. And almost blows up Loki. I actually thought it was like one of Searcher's people. I thought that I thought the nine realms were getting out of hand. I thought that the Searcher's be uh, see. It's funny because when I saw that, the first thing that popped into my head, as much as I hate that movie to, to death, it kind of reminded me of one of the extremists from Iron Man Three. Yeah, like it was just some guy just walking up like you, you Loki, you're responsible for this and this. And his whole first, his arm was like glowing, and then it looks like, wait, is this guy gonna go kamikaze? The, the book is much better. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to read the book. Didn't we read the you, you guys read covered the book. book. We covered the book. Yeah. You two, yes. Yes. I say we. None of you guys know who I was pointing to, so keep the mystery abound. Look up Iron Man Extremis. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I, I thought this was, this is like, in almost every political satire where an evil person is trying to uh, take over, there's always an assassination attempt. And it's always meant to create sympathy for the villain the evil politician so you'd be like wow i hated him but they shouldn't try to kill him and i thought that's what this was but it actually wasn't it just was literally somebody trying to kill <laughs> trying to kill loki for the betterment of america or something so i thought that was pretty funny they cut off his arm and throw him into the air she blow. bats him to the sun doesn't she I, I was more amused by loki's just like oh yes i love my super powered people which one are you the, the, the inhumans yes yes uh, which there's so many of them. My God. Yeah, he basically was going to blow them up uh, to save the world. He seemingly thought he was saving the world by killing Loki. 
But yeah, uh, Angela takes her sword, cuts off his hand, and then uses the the flat end of the sword to bat him into the sky. Um, so that there you go. Uh, after a short private conversation with Loki that we don't get to be privy of yet, Angela ends up calling Nyssa, claiming to have information about her brother, quote-unquote, that Nyssa would be interested in. The reporter then goes to a, a secluded room to meet Angela and, to her surprise, Thor. These women are like eight feet tall <laughs> in the yeah. room. She's like a little, a little Spanish like woman. Like four eleven, yeah, five she's, two. She's a little Spanish woman, and yeah, they're dealing with that. After Nissa gives the former a lifetime subscription to the Daily Bugle, <laughs> of all things, Angela reveals that she got some information from Loki about him being involved with the whole Hydra thing, and um, she explains and reveals that Lucas from Buzzfeed is Loki's false ident- identity. The best was where, where Angela was like, I don't want Loki running for president. Are you insane? Like, Yeah, and so the whole thing was staged for publicity. The issue then shows the uh, reaction of the public to the news, flashing to different scenes in which the public you know, is split over what the hell should happen with Loki knowing all this. Um, we see that like his, his fans, his supporters, his enemies, everyone's in an, upright, in an uprising. Everyone's fighting. So much hostility. Very familiar to what happened over here. The issue then shows Loki's distractors spreading trash over spreading trash over a Loki supporter's lawn and even setting their car on fire, which we've also seen. I have seen that stuff and too. And nothing emboldens a side than seeing the worst of the other side treat your side. Did I say all that right? There are good people on both sides. Good there are good people on both sides, huh? <laughs> That's why one of those good people ran into a crowd of innocent people. That only that only works. That only line only works in re- response to the Civil War, and and Tony Stark's not even all that good. But <laughs> I mean, he cloned poor man, murder bot. Yeah, he's always making murder robots in both the movies and the films. Fantastic! I love that I had an opportunity to slander Tony Stark. But I'm, I'm sure Hank Pym is enjoying being let off the hook on so many of his things. In yeah, movies. yeah. Just like, give no, it. A, let's give it all to Tony. Just give it to somebody else with it. Give it another to another tech savvy guy with issues. Um. The however, the day before the election, Loki appears at Nissa Contreras' door, claiming that the chaos that he caused by running was not what he had wanted, and that he is the god of stories rather than the god of chaos. Okay, bro. <laughs> sure. <laughs> No, he did look look very upset. Like, look at this violence. I didn't want this violence. I didn't want any of this. He then offers to talk to America to stop all the violence, promising not to lie. He transports the two of them instantly to a live TV audience for the purpose of proving that he actually does care about America's best interests. Like, literally, the whole... No, because she says, you, it's like you did all this campaigning for presidency, but you didn't go to one town wall. Yeah. You didn't speak to any of your supporters and you see what they want. You didn't talk to the people. He didn't really talk to the people, so then when he finally said, you know what, let's put all of my Loki supporters in this room and let's hear what they have to say, my man was like, wait, I don't actually know what I'm doing here. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> it was cracking me up. Yeah, he had no idea what was going on. Yeah, it, it, like as he goes on, it, it's kind of clear that despite his claims, uh, he really doesn't have anything going on. Indirect answers, lack of logic, lack of knowledge overall to the job, you know. They're like, oh, what are you, what are you go gonna do about health care? How's the wall gonna get built? It will, you know, things no, like that. The other side's gonna Mexico pay for it. Mexico will yeah. pay for it. Then Mexico does a TikTok and they're talking about they're not gonna pay for it, and then we end up here. Uh, Loki then claims that he is no longer evil, but his supporters, now angered by the other things he said and his revealing his excitement at manipulating Congress and the Supreme Court, have lost all support in him. 
by the next day, the day of the election, it is revealed that Loki will most likely not win the election. I love that Miss is on the phone with somebody and she's like, I gotta look, it's still close. And then Loki shows up, he's like, Yeah, I lost. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> like, don't even. No, but it, it's so funny because if you look at the polling numbers and you saw like he was only winning like certain states, yeah, Trump was behind Clinton by a long mile. Yeah, and then you she wake won up the at the vote, yeah. yeah. I remember going to sleep at 11 and Hillary was, was set to win. I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and Trump's talk, uh, giving his speech and yeah. she's giving her concede speech. I'm like, what happened? Yep. He shows up because he's not going to win. Uh, we pan to Nessa who's on the phone with, her, uh, with a woman who talks to her about the reporter being the only person in the media speaking out against Loki and how she could potentially get her own TV show because of it. As she hangs up, the god of mischief himself appears again in her balcony asking if anyone would believe uh, that he had created an entire political campaign just to bolster Nissa's future career as a voice against corrupt politics. Like you said, was I this would, all I, just a seed? I think so. To, to help Nissa. The thing is, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but nothing really does. Because it's our interpretation of the events. The events stand as they do. We could say it happened because of Loki. We could say it happened because of the Watcher. We could say it happened because of Nissa. She did it all on her own. We could say that Thor and, and, and Angela, had they not been around, they wouldn't have gotten here. Maybe Loki knew they would. That's the great part about Loki is that he can take responsibility for these things because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but he's, doesn't he say something like, you know, like if change comes from making one small thing better, not this whole grand scheme of things? So Yeah, and the b- best part about it is it, you can't say that he has the power to do all the worst if he also doesn't have the power to do all the best. Like, it's all the same power. Yeah, so power. You, can't, you can't say, oh, he couldn't have. But absolute power beginning. crops absolutely. But I'm saying, he, I'm saying you couldn't say, oh, he didn't know this thing about Nessa from the beginning. Like, who knows? If he can if he can do it in the worst ways, if he can plan something that bad from the worst ways with the whole Hydra agent, yada, yada, then maybe he can. But I like, think that's what he lives on, this ability to stand on that line. And y'all have to guess whether or not he's telling the truth. It doesn't really matter. He draws the line. He is the line. <laughs> I'm the line. I'm the line, boss. Back to the gun line, boss. Um, he then leaves, and as he flies into the sky, he picks up a phone and talks to an unidentified political candidate about compensation for being made a fool of himself on national television, and then concedes as a result. I don't want to hear this the man did all this for money. The implication is that he helped get somebody elected in 2016 by being the lesser of the two evils, which I guess is how we get to where we're at now. But the lesser, but the, in the greater world. of the two evils one. Yes, but he was playing the. He was playing. The It'd be career. different if Trump was was he, doing all of this stuff just because he knew he wanted to lose and he was just making money up and, and helping push. But it's by com- it's by comparison. You can you can say in your opinion that Trump was the greater of the two evils between him and Hillary, but in this comic there were three people. Loki was the third. So you take Loki out, and all of a sudden th- Trump, by comparison, doesn't look that bad. Which, according to Loki, was the whole plan. He got so Loki got, got Trump elected is what you're trying to say. That's because what they kinda, trying to say. They kind of drew that chick to look like Hillary Clinton. They gave her like the red power woman suits. Like. Yeah, that's what this is trying to say. Um, but I believe it, it though. That's basically the story as it is. Um, it, like I said, this is supposed to be, as, if you're hearing this on Wednesday, this is supposed to have a part in the, in the Loki series. Do you gentlemen want to speculate what you think parts of this they're going to take for that? What what? Are we seeing a whole nother Loki? Yeah, Loki gets Trump elected. That's where the oh, branch timelines. I want. I want to see it. No, I think he actually. He might actually win. Is he? Is he voting? What do you think is going on in the scenes that we see that look very close to this comic? 
Anything? I, I, I see. Yeah, I honestly had no idea what what they were going to do with that. I um, I could only assume that uh <laughs> that it's it's all a big distraction. Yeah. He could be in a political, he could be, like, we could just pop in on a Loki in a political campaign and pop out, you know, almost like a cameo of sorts. Would that ring true in 2021 as well, or would that seem heavy-handed? I think it all seems heavy-handed at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But does it, I guess, does it, does it, um, do you think that's a bad thing? Does it, does it, do you think it would lessen your entertainment? Oh, no, not at all. If they, if they made such an obvious illusion. I mean, I mean l- listen, they, uh, there's been people that have basically said Pedro Pascal's role in Wonder Woman 1984 was Trump. At this point, it doesn't even matter no more. Like, he's going to be, he is going to be around in the, in the pop culture era for so long that we're just going to have to deal with people either satiring it or full on. He always was. Yes, he always was. You know, he, he was never in the, in the bad way. Cameos in some of your favorite movies. He's he's he was the uh, the executor of two of two WrestleManias. One of them being my favorite. Is it the Hall of Fame? <laughs> you know, he, he, he is a Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of Fame. he was a character on that show like decades after. Uh, he had his own television show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we used to watch The Apprentice. Yeah, but uh, no, I think, think that goes for this comic. I, I liked, I liked it. I thought, I like I, said, I thought it was a little bit heavy-handed, but we just went through this. So I'm assuming when you read it, it's so funny. Like you said, it's all about how when you take it in. If I would have taken this in prior to Trump being elected, I would have thought it was an exaggeration of how bad things could yeah, go. Yeah, but then look how worse. That's that what I'm saying. And so now that I read it, right? I read it. It feels like a heavy-handed commentary, but it's not commentating on anything because those things hadn't it. happened yet. So it's such a weird moment in time in which I guess the fears of America were realized in seeing what could happen when somebody, like you said, becomes a cult of personality and then just seemingly takes off. Um, we'll see what our Loki does in the Loki series moving forward, but it'll be very interesting to see what parts of this that they uh, pick out. Now, it's a, it's, a somber, it's a somber moment because this is our last live recording of the Major uh, Issue podcast yep. with these gentlemen. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am now migrating south for the winter or the summer. I will be moving from the uh, Empire State of New York to the Sunshine State of Florida. Um, and in doing so, hoping to take comic book click to the next level. We've got a whole bunch of cool ideas, some new programs and stuff we want to use, some things for streaming that we definitely want to get into. I've been doing the research for. But that's why we got as many guys in here as possible. Um, Yogi, uh, you know, missing you, bros- Broski. I actually have Jarvis Figueroa's actually in the hallway or something here. Bring in Cloudus Maximus for a second. Why not? Cloudus, you want to come in here in here Cloudus Maximus, come over here. Bring that ass. So he'll bring, bring him in here. Throw that ass in a circle. He doesn't have a choice. Oh, my God. Now. Cloudus Don't Maximus. Don't throw his ass in a circle. Tell, t- tell everybody that you are happy to hear from them and see them and all that, even though they're not here. Always, always, always. Yeah, so we got Cloudus Maximus here. This is going to be the last... Live recording of Comic Book Click for a while, um, but you're gonna get us each and every week because it'll never that's stop. What we do—that's how we handle business out here. Over 190 consecutive weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Through, like what we're yeah, going on? Crazy. How many years? About to be three. It's getting crazy. In December, we're gonna be coming. What four years old? Yeah, and it's all there. So do us a favor. Let this be my last in, uh, plea to you all. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. It was uh, fantastic. It was a nice, fun little romp with the god of mischief. 
But if you want to listen to every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast, you're wondering how you got this one. I don't know. But if you want to see all the rest of them, go to comicbookclick.com. That's the one stop for everything comic book click. Uh, not only does it have every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast, it has our exclusive designs and merchandise over at tpublic.com. It's also where you can read a little bit about each member of Comic Book Click. And it has exclusive articles written by some of the gentlemen in the room with me today. The most latest article being my low-key, low-key recap. Where every single week I take an episode of the low-key series and break it down as to what it means to me and what it can mean for the rest of you guys. So go ahead and uh, read those when you get a chance. Listen to every episode of the Major Issues Podcast. And continue supporting Comic Book Click. But, let's say... You find Comic Book Click and you now want to put it into your phone, but you already have a podcast app because you love Joe Rogan and creatine like we were talking about earlier. Or maybe you're a Rush Limbaugh fan. Less of you guys. But <laughs> <laughs> let's say you already have a podcast app. But the great thing about it is the Major Issues Podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify. If they play podcasts and we're not on it, they don't play podcasts because we're every single place you can listen to we're on pandora so you know we're official. yeah we're on pandora i keep forgetting that we're also on pandora people i think we're on soundcloud as well we're on a lot of the, those 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 sites just look for us the quickest and easiest way google the words major issues podcast we'll be the first ones to pop right up literally the first two always, pages of google we're always talking about the newest hottest latest and greatest things to come to comic books to comic book media and we deserve that spot when we when you click that and we come right up we worked hard for that spot damn it sorry we little, did we did little, work hard getting a little crazy but now it's time for you guys. We over here presenting the Major Issues Podcast every week, free of charge, articles, merchandise, all that stuff. We don't ask for a thing. If you would like to support us, you can do so by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. Um, it's also how we become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books, comic book media as we grow our audience. Five stars means other people will be able to find this podcast and as soon as we grow, the bandwagon gets bigger. So make sure you have a seat before we take off to the moon. But let's say you want to help us financially. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. And for as little as a dime a day, $3 a month, you can help support independent contractors. Contractors. independent. I'm an independent contractor. I guess we are. Independent content creators. There you go. Like myself and the members of Comic Book Click. Help us keep the lights on. By chucking in as little as $3 a month and you get exclusive content that only people behind the pay window get access to like CBC commentaries. So make sure that you guys get on that. We also want to hear from you guys. Come on. We're all over social media. You know you know, you guys can reach us by going to facebook.com slash comicbookclick, Instagram at comicbookclick, or you can use the hashtag comicbookclick to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issues CBC on Twitter. I believe you have a Twitter as well, GT. Uh, Rebirth GT. You want to point anyone? To you me? can find me on Instagram at Dan's Comics CBC. Yeah, so That's hit Dan's. us Dan's. No apostrophe, though. Hit us up. Get on the social medias. We're constantly posting problematic memes and, <laughs> and all kinds of things that get support, laughs, and love. And it's all thanks to you guys. We wouldn't have made it this far if it wasn't. I love that this community keeps growing. I love that our ideas keep growing. And I love that everything of the Major Issues podcast just keeps evolving to the point that it has. And it's all thanks to you. So make sure that you guys get here for next week's episode, uh, which will be one we're doing remote. It's a big one. I'm not going to name it yet in case we're not able to do it. But after that, in a couple of weeks, we'll be covering Loki. So make sure that you guys are watching those episodes and reading our articles. 
Uh, we'll get back to all of that in a bit. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am Dan, the comic book man. I'm Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. TV Bird. And this has been our Vote Loki recap and review. And remember... Whether or not you want to be a political pundit that's talking about fake news, whether you got a Big Lee statue with some bendy horns, or you don't consider yourself the god of mischief, but the god of stories, remember that we're the gods of this podcast shit. Remember that we are Comic Book Click. And ladies and gentlemen, for the last time in Brooklyn, New York, remember that you, yes, you are worthy.